0: Today's episode is brought to you in part by Fluent AAC. Fluent AAC is a company that creates some of the world's most advanced AAC technology. Now, why I love Fluent AAC so much is its ease of use and its diverse characters and representations of the app. This app really strives to be accessible for all kinds of users to ensure that their AAC users are prioritizing both the well-being of long-term language development and focusing on people and connection fluent aac is committed to every single customer they take a holistic approach to product design that centers around the whole person and not just imitation new users can get a seven day free trial of the fluent aac app to use for ipad and if you head over to fluentaac.com, there are tons of free and printable resources for you to start using with your littles right now Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Monday episode of Speech with Rach. I am your host, Rachel Musial, M-A-C-C-C-S-L-P. And in this week's episode, we are going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, and that is play. In this episode, I'm going to discuss why play is so important for both adults and kiddos, and how you can find times for play in both your life personally and professionally. Play. Play is my favorite thing in the entire world, and and probably, honestly, the reason I got into speech pathology. As many of you know, growing up, I was a theater kid, and I think as a theater kid, I naturally found joy in playing, imaginary, make-believe. My mom said that from the age that I was two, I was using my voice. She'd put me down every single day on my little rocking horse in front of Disney sing-along movies, and I would sing my heart out. I'd play imaginary play with my Barbies, restaurant with my sister and brother, I would play school with my friends, and all of these different games that since I've been a child, I had been making up in my own head. And growing up, when I went to preschool and such play was a really essential part of what school consisted of. And I loved that. And I thought, how cool would speech therapy be? Because if I'm playing with little kids, that's basically like a job, right? It's play for them. It's play for me. And I'm getting paid for it. Like, this exists. And it kind of blew my mind. And then when I got into the world of academia, I started to learn about the different forms and therapy approaches. Drill-based therapy versus play-based therapy versus drill play. And over time, I started to realize that maybe not everyone believed the same way that I did in play or maybe saw some of the benefits that I saw. I think in this day and age with technology and the kind of the state of the world we're in um, I think it's easy for a lot of parents to see academia, technology, some of those things as maybe an important way to develop skills And while all of those things are important, kiddos really learn those skills best through play, not through something like drill okay? There are certain areas that I treat and certain kiddos that respond super well to drill-based therapy, but for the population I typically work with, with early intervention, I really make an aim for the sessions to be child-directed and play-based, okay? So the reason that I love play-based therapy and child-directed therapy is that you're basically using something that the child is already interested in to help model, expand, and teach other language skills, facilitate language, speech sounds, you name it. Okay, So play-based therapy is also sometimes known as developmental intervention. This is where, again, therapy is naturalistic. It is interaction-based, child-led, and I think the most important thing is that play is intrinsically motivated. So that means that when a child is playing, it's because it brings them joy or it's motivated by intrinsic desires, right? Good feelings rather than extrinsic things like rewards. I think with play too, we learn so many important skills and we are seeing that kind of go less and less because of technology. I think that can be really easy to put our kiddos in front of an iPad and keep them quiet for a few hours rather than maybe setting them up with some Play-Doh knowing that it might get messy, but having the child be way more excited and engaged and ready to learn. Making and building those language, those vocabulary, those speech connections with an activity that they're interested in. Okay, So this developmental approach puts the emphasis on intrinsic motivation, so the child leads with joy and with fun, rather than for stickers or external things. Now, when we were growing up, you guys, I mean, all we did with each other was play. And there's a lot of different kinds of play. There's imaginary play, right, where you're interacting with other people. Parallel play, solitary play group play, you name it. And when we are working with the little, little population, that birth to five, I think that play can be a really great way to teach social interaction, turn-taking, conversation, and other important skills, as well as targeting language and speech. If you're just working on speech sounds with a kiddo, you might gain a lot, right, from, dr- from drill, But what will happen when they need to go into a naturalistic environment and apply it there? Right? Play can help us practice and use that. And play is good for our brain and good for our body. It helps us move, get up, laugh, and release stress. And you guys know I'm all about play for adults as well. Really the definition of play is doing something without a purpose. And I think as adults, we're so programmed that everything we have to do in life has to have a purpose, because if not, like it's a waste of time. And this happened, I didn't even realize this till the other day I was painting with my good friend Joe, and he was like, you know, I haven't painted in a while, and I said, Why? And he said, I'm not good at it. Like, I'm not a good painter, you know. This is this is really fun to just kind of paint right now and not have an end goal. And I was like, how often do we do something in our life where we're just doing it simply to do it? Not because we feel like we should or we will or we will accomplish something. And so I encourage everyone as adults to find moments of play in their life. For me, those moments of play are my dance parties. In the morning, in the afternoon, at night, whenever I need to expel a little bit of extra energy, I am up and moving. I am dancing. I am singing. I am maybe doing an exercise video, listening to music while I'm going on a walk. I'm getting that energy out because if I don't transfer all that energy that I've been taking in all day for my clients and my families, it's going to build up. And make me feel uncomfortable, you know, distracted, overwhelmed, versus getting it out in a healthy way. So, not only is play amazing for our kiddos, language, building rapport and social skills with them, but it's good for the soul and the mind for kids and for adults. So, my question for you is do you play? Do you have an activity in your life that you solely do just because you enjoy it, not because you have an end goal to be better, to be the best, to gain a certain skill? And if you don't, what are some things that you can try adding into your life? As I've shared before, some of my favorite ways to play is music, being outside with nature, board games, right? Turning off my phone being with the people around me, I encourage you this week as you go along to look at your day and see if and when you have moments of play. How do you feel after those moments? What happens on the days that you don't play? What about on the days that your kids don't play when therapy is just drill blazed? is the difference? As I shared, play-based therapy might not be for everyone. And it doesn't mean that play-based therapy is only play-based. You can bring drill and other things into it. But I love when child-led naturalistic therapy takes the wheel because it makes the session just smoother because the kiddo is motivated by what they want to do and what they want to play with. And as SLPs, we adapt to that. We build routines around what they're interested in. We teach parents how to model language and functional routines in the home so that when we're gone and the kiddo goes right back to that favorite activity, mom, dad, grandma, caregiver knows what to do and to say because it's natural. You're not going to leave them and have parents sit and drill the kids over and over and over, right? You're going to do it when. You can already build it into the parent's day. There already are moments of play. There are already reading time, modeling. How can you build in those skills to whatever is already working for the family? So this week for yourself, with your kiddos, play. Have fun. Laugh. And if you don't have time to do those things, studies show that even thinking of a funny memory and laughing about something in the past can help decrease your stress, improve your mood and focus, and just make you feel better all the way around. Never stop playing, you guys. Truly, never stop playing because it has so many benefits for you. I promise. Thank you for listening to my rant on play. If this resonates with you, share with me. Post a screenshot of the episode in your story with a little blurb of what you took away and I'll repost it on mine. I love sharing your thoughts and reactions as well from these to the other people of the SLP community. And stay tuned for the next episode on Wednesday. Until then, I will see you guys next time.